You're listening to episode 97 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. How often do we come into a new year or a a new period of time throughout the year and we set goals for the next year? right? And we set our sights on on a vision and the goals that are required in order to get us to the vision. And we do it kind of on our own and we create the vision board and we write down the goals and we even set the dates to it. Like those are all smart things, right? But then time passes and we either get stressed from how much work we have to do or we're not checking in to see if the needle's moving in order to get us to the goal. And then we get halfway through the year and we're like, crap, we're nowhere near the goal. And now I only have half a year to get there. And I've left the majority of the work for the second half of the year. There are just so many things wrong with this process. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, and again, let you in behind the scenes, is our recalibration sessions as a family. That's what we call it. It's basically our quarterly planning that my husband and I do together. And this is, I'm calling it quarterly planning for your person, with your person, because you can do this with a spouse, a significant other, or you can bring a team member into the process if that's more appropriate. But if you are married, I highly recommend bringing your spouse into this process, not just spouses that are involved directly in your business, spouses that even if they're completely separate from the business that you're running. I just can't recommend this enough because succeeding in your business is about more than just business metrics. It's about the entire whole person and the quality of life. You cannot compartmentalize your business completely from who you are because you're such a big part of it. And who you are might also be a wife or a husband. It might also be a mom or a dad. So you can't just focus on these quarterly planning sessions when it comes to business alone. And I just wanted to give you an idea of how my husband and I do this. And, you know, you can tweak it and make it your own and and do it in whatever way you think would work for you. But this is how we go through our quarterly planning process. Once my husband, Michael, and I started doing this this quarterly planning process. We quickly realized that it would work better for us to have touch points every month, but quarterly we do the big deep dives where we block off an entire day, yes, like an entire work day to do full-on quarterly planning, but we now find it really beneficial to do a half day monthly outside of the quarterly visits that we have or connections to go over stuff 
because it it helps us to do simple little pivots if we're getting off track versus if you wait multiple months, sometimes you have to pivot more than you want and it's a little bit tougher. But if you're checking in every month, seeing where you're at on your benchmarks of your whole life and your business, it's a lot easier to tweak than if you're like, man, I thought I was moving in this direction and then like three, four months later, I checked in and realized I was going in the wrong direction. Now I have to like totally redo stuff that I was doing or change how I'm doing things. That can be a lot more stressful. So we do this every month. But the process for us, I wanna lay the foundation of this process because I think this is as important as the actual planning itself. The first piece of the process, get out of your house. Whether you have children or not, get out of your house. You need to be away from the distractions and the obligations that come with being at home. So especially if you have children like we do, we've got to get out of the house because we can't do this process distracted. We can't do this process with, you know, kids pulling at us and it feeling stressful. Even if you don't have kids, you have laundry and you have dishes and you have whatever else that's you know, nagging at you. So find a neutral space that you can go take up space for multiple hours. Uh, We go to the library and we just block off a room, like a conference room. You can go to a restaurant if they can give you like a kind of a more private space, a cafe, whatever. But you want a neutral environment where you're not distracted. And you want to find a way to make this fun and something that you look forward to. If this just becomes like a budgeting meeting or something, like who the heck wants to go to that? But if you're like, this is kind of like our day date, like we look forward to it in that way. Or even if you're doing this with a team member, it's like, this is our time to break away from all the crazy business stuff and just to dream and plan and make sure we're on the right track and be inspired. That's how we look at it. This is a really inspiring day for us. Now, Some more ground rules. Very important. Gonna sound silly? Very important. Bring snacks. Healthy snacks. You hear me? This is a key because especially if you're doing this with your spouse, if you're locked in a library room for like six, seven hours and you are not doing something to keep your blood sugar up, you are gonna get hangry. And hangriness doesn't lend itself to inspiration, nor does it lend itself to a positive environment with your spouse. Bring healthy quality snacks, all right? And smuggle them in because the library usually doesn't let you bring them. Don't tell our library. And set the tone and the intention for the day. Even before you guys leave the house, build up the energy around it. Get excited about the fact that you guys are planning your future. Like this is the, the vehicle to get to the dream, okay? So this is a really exciting day. This isn't about just like the boring tangible, tactical calendar stuff, although that does get included into the process. This is about going for the dream. And I want you to schedule these on the calendar for the entire year. So if you're going to do it quarterly, schedule the four meetings you're going to have ahead of time and don't let things take precedent over them. Treat them like they are an important meeting that cannot be changed within reason. Obviously things come up, but you get the point. Because they they do deserve that level of respect and attention. And if you don't give them that and they just become like, yeah, I don't want to try for Friday. And then Friday comes, you're like, crap, I forgot to block it off. I already have this thing. It's not going to happen. And wherever you're having this session, I recommend at least one whiteboard and notebooks. So you can kind of 
flesh out ideas on the whiteboard, but then keep more specific notes and dates in case you have to erase them off the whiteboard. You know, you can take them off the whiteboard and put them in your notebook. And if you want to, you can have an agenda too. Not something super strict where it's like 11, 20, we're talking about this, but more of like, these are the things that we're going to get through today. And this is the order in which it's going to allow us to like build momentum and get to the, the end goal of this process. As you get set up in your space, if it helps to have music playing, great, whatever you got to do. The things that you want to revisit each quarter are things like, first of all, your vision, right? So at some point, maybe in the first quarter, you're setting and casting the vision for the entire year and for far beyond it, like the vision for your lives. And this is why it's so key to bring your spouse into this process or your significant other, uh, if that makes sense for you, or if you're single, a team member or someone that can do this with you. Because that vision can't just be held in your heart, right? This vision includes and encompasses other people. And especially if you're married, you don't want to be cat like creating this vision that doesn't include your spouse. I see this all the time where these, like there's a reason that a lot of entrepreneurs end up driving a wedge in their marriage. And this is a whole other podcast episode that I'm happy to do if people are interested, but it's this, they create their vision alone. But their vision can't be lived alone. You can't assume that your spouse will want all the exact same things and then you cast this big vision that you set your heart on and you go after in your own lane, not including the people who are part of your life. You want to go over your personal goals, family goals, and business goals. So this quarterly planning session really is about the whole person. If you are only ever focusing on business metrics, what's required to get to the business metrics. I hope you have a low expectation for the other categories of your life. But if you want success as a whole, if you want to experience the success as a parent and as a spouse and as a leader in your community and in your faith, like don't neglect those things. Don't expect them to fall into place because you're putting all your energy into your business. So these are important things that you want to revisit each time. I'll break it down a little bit further for you. We don't have time to go into full detail of how I do this. We actually did a whole session on this in my Maverick Mastermind, walking my Mastermind members through this process in more detail, but I'll go over kind of at a higher level what we do um, today because I still think it will be really helpful for you. So Michael and I, we are in business together in the sense that we do life together, but he's not in the day-to-day -day of my businesses at this point. Uh, he helps in certain areas. His strengths are my weaknesses, so it, it benefits greatly when there's something like financial or more of that side of things, the back-end side of the business. I'll bring him in for consultation to help me, but he's not someone I'm leaning on as a part of my team. So for a while, we didn't do this because in our minds, it was like, well, we do two separate things. So it's not important to have them a part of the process. But then I, I felt that in our marriage. I felt the disconnect because these businesses support our family. These businesses are the things that are going to lead us to our dreams. These businesses are the things that, you know, pay for our home and the vacations and the ability to give back to our community and to our church. Like these are the things, this is the vehicle. So we need to be in this together so that we're prioritizing the marriage and the relationship. And he's very much in the know in the planning process, even if he's ultimately removed from the day to day. And that's what I strongly recommend. Get your spouse on board. A lot of times spouses are not seemingly supportive of the business 
because all they see of the business is it taking you away from them because you haven't together dreamed and you haven't together planned and he doesn't know or she doesn't know that the reason you're pushing so hard for this is this vision that you have that you haven't shared in its entirety and how this business is the vehicle to get there. So all he sees or all she sees is you, you with your head in your phone, you on the laptop, you missing things, you neglecting the marriage, you spending money because maybe you have to spend money to make money and not fully understanding the big picture. So the big picture is so important and you need to include your person in that. So you're going to reconnect, restate the vision, make sure you're in alignment with it because the vision can evolve, right? You might come to a, some, go through something in life and say, you know, we thought this was a priority. It's not really what we want anymore. Then you want to look at the progression towards the goals and evaluate whether you're on track. And you have to do this in a quantifiable way. You can't do it by feeling, yeah, I think I'm going to hit that. Or yeah, it feels pretty good. Or yeah, the podcast is doing pretty great. Great. What are the numbers? What is it bringing in financially? And what are we spending on it to make it happen? Those things matter. So you have to be able to say, yeah, you know what? We plan on launching this this quarter. And our goal was 100K for this launch. But once we launched it, we noticed we only got to 50K. So that puts us 50K short of where we thought we were gonna be. And if our goal at the end of year is 250,000 in the business and we're 50K short on that, how do we need to recalibrate to ensure that we make up that 50K in other launches or other things we're doing? Or do we wanna change the ultimate goal? Because the last thing you wanna do is go 12 months and then finally look back and say, oh, wow, we were really off the mark. Our trajectory was nowhere near the vision and the goals we were pushing for. We never knew. So when you're checking in, it helps with that process. And then- I love this idea, and I think I learned this from Shaleen Johnson years ago, was scheduling time to celebrate the wins and determine what the rewards are. So I recommend having one of those big calendars where you can see all the months of the year. And we get a dry erase one so that we can kind of mark it up and erase on it if things shift. But then you can see the whole year at a glance. So when you have this big at-a-glance calendar, you're so focused on the business goals and the launches and the things coming down the pike, sometimes you forget to schedule in how and when you're going to celebrate those wins. If you're not pausing to acknowledge the successes you're having, what is it all for? You're just grinding for the sake of grinding and you're not even taking time to enjoy the journey. So we actually will have like, okay, we're launching on this date after the launch, blocking off and going away for the weekend. Or, you know, if we hit this goal that we said we're, we're pushing for on this date, we are taking a hooky day from, from work and we're getting a nanny for the kids and we're going out and having a beach day, just Michael and I. Like, find things that you guys would look forward to and make it worth pushing for these goals sometimes outside of just the successes financially. And mark them on the calendar when you're gonna celebrate them. Don't say, when we hit this goal, we'll celebrate. That's not good enough because guess what? A year will go by and you'll be like, yeah, we never really celebrated that thing. But if it's blocked off already on the calendar and you don't put anything on top of it, then you will honor it and celebrate and life is going to just be so much better and more fulfilling in this process and you're going to be rejuvenated in your business versus burnt the heck out. So when it comes to organizing projects, I highly recommend if you're at a level where you can and you suck at this like I do. Bring on someone who can do it. Now, that's an expensive proposition. So I'm going to talk through the things you can do if you can't afford that. But we have an operations director and she does all our project management. And she helps these big dreams and visions that my husband and I are planning 
each quarter come to life because she looks at it and says, oh, you want to do this? You want to launch this course? Great. Let's backtrack. For these two months leading up to that course, this is what needs to happen. And then we know during that time period, it's going to be a really busy period. So we're not putting a family vacation on the calendar during that time. We're putting it for after. So having someone who can help you manage those projects can be a really good thing. I did not have that for the first six years of seven years of my business, whatever it was. So if you can't afford that, there are so many things you can do to make it doable. First of all, especially if you're doing this with a spouse, joint calendar, get into the 21st century, like Google Calendar, iCal, whatever. He can see everything that's upcoming for me and when my busy times are or when I have stuff scheduled, I can see it for him. And when we schedule something with friends or family or, you know, whatever we have going on or my son's school, we don't overlap it with the work that is required to get to the quarterly goals. And it just allows us to be on the same page and honor each other's busy times and really try to step up during those busy times for each other. So joint calendar. Also, as I already mentioned, the big at-a-glance calendar that goes up in our house that we can both see so we see those big projects and we plan things around those big projects and we spend time coming back to that each month so that we can say, hey, you know what? Like we're going too long of a stretch without family time. Let's rearrange here, block this week off, no work, just play. Sound good, sound good. Great. Let's align our work schedules to that. You also want to use a project management system. I love Trello. And if you are an Enneagram 3 like me, if you are not a type A personality like me, if you struggle with organization like me, if you have 8,000 notebooks like me, if it's not in alignment with you to try and use anything like an Excel spreadsheet and that freaks you out like me, Trello is a great tool. I am not getting paid to say this, although I wish I were. Uh, It's a free tool, first of all. Second of all, it's a great way that you can just kind of batch out your projects. It's almost like reminds me of sticky notes. And I love sticky notes. And it's not overwhelming and it's not scary. And if you have some, whether you have someone on your team managing it or you're managing it, it's just very easy to kind of manipulate and use. And it's very um, user-friendly. So I recommend Trello. Asana is a great tool as well. There's so many project management systems. And at the base level, you could use something like a Microsoft To-Do or To-Doist. That's like To-Do List without the L or um, Any.Do. Like that's more checklist style, but still you just want to be tracking things. And these are apps that you can both have on your phones or on your computers or logins so that you can see the projects and work on them together or even separately, but at least your spouse can see them. Michael knows or knew that like when I held my virtual retreat for my masterminds, because we had to move it from in person to virtual because of everything going on, he knew that those two days were totally blocked off. And he also knew there was going to be a lot of prep work going into the days leading up to it. So he was really quick to step up with the kids that week and just say, hey, you know what? I got dinner and bedtime. Go prep. And it's like, okay, thank you. It's not just me disappearing to go prep and him being like, I don't get why you need this time. He knew exactly why. And he knew also as soon as that was done, I could kind of recalibrate myself and my life and come back to momhood and wifehood a little bit more strongly than I was when I was prepping. And he knows that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that's so, so important. Keep in mind when you're going through this process on this day with your person, whoever that might be, this is not the time that you're getting into the granular of your schedule. You're not going in and scheduling one-off meetings. You're not scheduling 
the real nitty gritty. You're scheduling like the big picture, the launch time, the vacation that you're taking, the way you're celebrating your win, when you want to hit a certain financial goal by, but you're not getting into the super nitty gritty of your calendar. So not like in an hourly way. You can, if it helps, create some block time in your calendar. So you, you know, I created kind of a system. When we went into one of our quarterly planning sessions, I felt really stressed about how much was on my plate and how much content I had to create because I have the podcast, I have the blog, I have social media, I have my Maverick Mastermind curriculum, I have my course stuff. There was just, it felt like I was like a content machine and I never could come up for air. If you were to look at my our calendar and the planning, I really hadn't built in any kind of system to protect time for content creation. I would kind of go into the week and be like, all right, where are the pockets of time for me to create? Instead, we we blocked off like in just big chunks Monday up until 3 p.m. is all Liz content creation. We didn't get into the nitty gritty of like from 10 a.m. to noon, you're creating blog content and noon to two, we're creating podcast content. But it was just like Mondays, this big chunk is for content creation. And then I was feeling stressed like, man, I, I like I need to talk to my team more. and I need to support my people and be able to touch base with my clients. It was like, Okay, Tuesdays, that's what Tuesday's for. Don't worry about content on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is for the touch base time for the people you need to be talking to. So you can use this as a time to get a little more systematic with your schedule and create that big block time for you. And then you can go in Sunday night before each week and figure out exactly what you're using that content time to create based on what you're launching or what you have going on. This is also a good time because you're zooming out to take note of what's going on at different times. Like, seasonally you know do you in your business does it make sense in the summer to be launching certain things because it's a great time to leverage the power of summer based on your audience and what they're looking for in the summer or you know figuring out all right the new year is coming up like are we making sure we're creating a product that's really speaking to the power of the energy behind the new year. So you're zoomed out and you're you're getting those timely things on the calendar so that you're paying attention and also paying attention to like, man, don't really want to launch in the new year, like right in the new year, because that's when I go away for two weeks with my family. So you're you're being intentional with your calendar. You're scheduling in the fun stuff, the time for family, the time to regenerate and rejuvenate and get recalibrated and all that with family and, and the people you love. So That's such an important piece of it too. And then we add into our quarterly planning, budget planning. We talk through what's available to put towards the business, how much our marketing budget is for the quarter, how much we're spending on of that we're spending on ads versus how much of that we're spending on other types of marketing and media. So you have to also know where that money's coming from. Like, how are you funding the business? Depending on whether you still have a full-time job and that's what's funding it and you're taking a certain amount from that. Are you getting a loan? Is your husband or your wife's business funding the business? You have to figure out realistically, what's my budget for this? Where's the money coming from? And most importantly, what's the end goal? So if you're saying, I'm going to spend $1,000 a month on ads and I'm going to spend $1,000 a month on someone to run those ads, that's $2,000 a month with the goal of growing my list by this much because then when I launch my course and my list is this big, the goal for the the launch of that course is going to be a $20,000 launch, then it's worth the money spent. But sometimes I'll see people running ads for the sake of ads with no real goal on the other end of it. 
and you don't know really what you're putting in. And most importantly, what are you going to get out of it? What's your ROI going to be? You have to be doing things to ensure profitability. You have to be doing things to make sure that you are driving the bottom line and moving the needle towards those goals you're putting out there. Don't just wing it. Don't just say you want to have a $20,000 launch and then start launching. What's the strategy to ensure that what you're putting in ends up being 20 grand, right? You have to be really intentional and budgeting is huge. And you can do this in terms of family too, and what's going on in your family, you can map out your whole calendar and then all of a sudden you see you have these two really expensive vacations on there. But then you also, it's a year of growth for you that you were planning on doing a lot of marketing. You're like, man, maybe it doesn't make sense that in the same 365 day period, we have these two unnecessary but things we want vacations the same year that we're trying to grow our list and bring more people in and spending money on ads. Like sometimes you have to make sacrifices as an entrepreneur too. And that's why it's so important to bring your person into this process, because if you just make those sacrifices at the expense of your family without them knowing why and what the ultimate long-term goal is, that drives a wedge. I can't say that enough. It drives a wedge. And then maybe this should go towards the beginning. But like I said, Michael's not in the day-to-day of my business. He supports me unconditionally. He steps in when he's needed. But right now, based on what we're both working on, he's, he's actually building a business from the ground up right now. It doesn't make sense to have them in the day-to-day, and I know that. So we have to set expectations and desires, roles and responsibilities. There was this brief period in time for about three months where he and I did not communicate well about those expectations, and I was expecting him to show up in the business to support, to help take stuff off my plate, and he was expecting to transition more of his time to this business he's launching, but we hadn't communicated about that, so he was getting frustrated that I kept pulling him away from what he was trying to do, and I was getting frustrated that I felt like I had to pull him away to get him to help me because, like, why aren't you helping me build this business, and we had to realign, and we had to set new roles and responsibilities. And even though he's not in the day-to-day, he's very much a part of this planning process because sometimes, even though you're making sacrifices to build the business, that might mean other stuff falls on your spouse to make sacrifices too. Maybe they're picking up more dinner shifts. Maybe they are, you know, showing up with the kids in a bigger way on the weekends because you have to use your Saturday mornings to create some of your content. Communication, communication, communication. It's so key. And the same goes for your team. This isn't necessarily just related to a spouse. Think about it from the the angle of your team. If you're just creating and, and running a business in a vacuum and then you're just throwing tasks at your team members, they feel like crap about it. Nobody just wants to be a like given a to-do list every day. They want to feel invested in the mission. They want to be a part of the vision. They want to help you get there. They want to support you, but they can't do it if you're not communicating with them and touching base with them about what's going on and help and listening to them of how you can process improve because likely you have people on your team like I do who are way better at those categories of like planning and project management and process improvement. And when I get into my big picture visionary zone of just create, create, create and throw stuff at them and give them a bunch of tasks, they get frustrated, they get burnt out, and I get frustrated because they're burnt out and I feel like we're not moving towards the bigger picture. Quarterly, minimum, monthly, if you really wanna feel good about this, and then add in Sunday night touch points and you're golden. Thank you so much for tuning in. I feel like if you guys apply this, you are gonna lift ample amounts of stress off your plate as an entrepreneur. We have enough stress. Do this. Bring your person into this process. Make it a priority. Honor your calendar. 
and honor the vision that you have for your business and make sure you are continually in alignment with it and recalibrating as you go so that you actually get there. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing frommies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.